0: Hi there, I'm Allison Hazelden, former child actor turned marketing consultant who eventually found her way back to acting. Now I'm pursuing my acting career while also teaching other creatives how to market themselves too. Here we talk about the mental, emotional, social, and business aspects of the entertainment industry that they didn't teach you in school. Think of me as your personal cheerleader, lovingly honest business coach, and yogi friend all mixed into one. I'm inviting you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we navigate the industry together. This is the It's a Slate of Mind podcast. Hey gang, welcome back to It's a Slate of Mind. I'm Alison Hazelden, your host, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Today's episode is very special because it is direct from a clubhouse room. This is from a clubhouse chat I had a few weeks ago and I did it as kind of a surprise pop-up session. So it wasn't a huge room and what I wanted it to become and what it did become was sort of like a private coaching session for the folks who walked through. So um, there's a few different conversations from this particular clubhouse room that I'll be sharing on the podcast. And um, all of the folks who participated in this were so awesome and so great about um, being willing to share their journey and their struggles as actors with you guys. So today we're starting out with the lovely Noelle Jackson. She is powerhouse she's awesome she's an atlanta-based actor and also an embodiment coach so she works with women and i'm just so inspired by her so this entire episode is built around a series of questions that noelle asked me about in this clubhouse room all centering around the idea of showing up online with authenticity and i think this is such an important topic it's one that is very near and dear to my heart and it's also something that i think a lot of actors struggle with, right? The whole concept of hollywood and being an actor, right, with the quotation marks, is something that can that can kind of mess with our minds a little bit, right? There's this idea that we have to live up to this standard or become that actor, right? And that can warp our true selves, right? Um, A lot of us also struggle with that idea that we have to present ourselves a certain way for casting or for agents or for other actors, right? And that um, I believe is kind of dangerous, right? Because it takes us away from our true selves, from our authentic truth of who we are as people. And the truth is, I'm just going to spoil it right here and now, there's absolutely a place for you in this industry exactly as who you are, with how you look, how you talk, your personality, all of the above, right? And the key is to understand who you are and how to present it to the world in conjunction with your acting career, right? And that can be done absolutely in a very authentic way. And that is what Noelle and I talk about in this episode. Um, We both share a lot of our personal struggles with this topic across the board, from figuring out how to create social media posts that really feel like you, but are still strategic, to dealing with the pressure of wanting to stay consistent with showing up online on social media as your authentic self, and so much more. So get ready. We're getting all up in our feels today, but also, as always, wrapping it up with a bunch of strategy. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hey. If you're ready to go all in and commit to using social media as a tool for your acting career, I'd love to see you in my new program, The Social Media Script. This online course has three parts, training, templates, and trends. I'm gonna teach you social media strategy in the training section, then provide you with over 100 done-for-you templates, prompts, and ideas for what to post on social media, And I'll even give you a biannual social media trends update every year to make social media a breeze for your career. Head to alisonhazelden.com slash social media script to join. That's alisonhazelden.com slash social media script. Can't wait to see you there. It's hard. Like, I
1: think I'd seen you post something about it the other day about this topic and I was like oh I should listen to that because I do struggle and like I used to work in PR and did content creation for a living but it was different with clients and Mm then versus like something like acting like it is my profession it is a way I pay my bills but it's also such a a love and a passion it just can create this inner conflict as to what feels good to self-promote what actually feels authentic what we're told we should be doing it's like this whole thing
0: Oh, my gosh. Literally, like, that is literally textbook, like, why I wanted to start having this conversation. And we'll probably do more of these things once Alex and I, like, actually get a schedule for these yeah. chats going um, and, like, publicize it. But I, like, literally have... I was inspired to do this because I was in that same exact position. And obviously, most actors aren't in that position that we were in. But I realized when I decided to come back to acting that I was like, you know, I had gotten in this groove of doing marketing stuff during the day for other people, for clients. And then I was like, oh, wait. I can, I can and should be doing that for myself now. Okay. 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 And then I had to like wrap my brain around it and it's weird. It's a really weird thing. Um, even when you do have the like experience and the tools to know what to do, it still is like a weird, um, thing in your brain of trying to flip the switch on it and then figure out, like analyze yourself from that from that different lens that you would a client. So I remember yeah. that being so weird. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I've like been doing so many things for other people's brands and just totally neglecting my own. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's an interesting thing. And, and I'm, this is ending up just going to be like, <laughs> you're going to be like my podcast guest. <laughs> <Just catching up>. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get a credit on my podcast for this chat. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, So for me, I feel like there's a big issue, like just the idea of authenticity too, I think has gotten so warped, just like so many other words in terms of our social experience, right? Because like, I think a lot of people, when they hear, you know, showing up online authentically, like I think a lot of people assume that either means that you have to overshare everything about your life or- that you have to, like, that I'm saying authentic, but that there's imaginary, like, quotation marks next to it. And that, you know, even though I'm saying authentic, that really, I mean, like, a curated, like, fantasy version. Um, and I feel like that's, like, at least from what I've been hearing, like, the two biggest struggles or, like, misconceptions around the idea. Um That's how I feel. That's
1: totally how I feel. Like I love the word authentic and that at a a certain point, because it's just been used so much and I've seen it used in context where it was clearly not authentic, that it started to take on like, I sometimes I'll roll my eyes if people use it. And I, you know, I love the actual meaning of the word, but like you said, it, when it's something that's just overused, it doesn't, mean the same thing and I I think it's so great people talking about like mental health and you know things they're struggling with and this and that I think that's that's beautiful um but yeah I think it's just a very delicate thing and you have to be sure that you are ready to actually share this information with people and decide from like a healthy place that you want to do that rather than hopping on this oh authentic train and then like I, I just think it can get out of control.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think there's like a difference. Like to me, it really yeah, shows really. who has gone in and done the work both personally and from like a strategy perspective with their marketing to define what that is for them. Like so for me, what I have, you know, my students do and what I do for my clients is you know that's part of your your brand guidelines is figuring out exactly who you are as a brand figuring out what are the topics that you are comfortable talking about and what topics you're not comfortable talking about and and for one thing like it is absolutely okay to have topics that are very personal and true to you that you do not talk about publicly like that's something that i think is a big disclaimer that I always try to tell people is I'm like you can be totally authentic and not talk about x y and z because you don't owe anyone that um but that doesn't mean just because you're you're keeping some things for yourself that you're unable to be authentic
1: yes oh god like it makes so much sense when you say it but I think that is such an important message to get out there because I know in the past I've struggled with that like feeling like oh I should you know, I say I actually want to be able to, to like help women just from sharing like really challenging things that I've been through and feeling some sort of like warped sense of, oh, I'm not, I'm not showing up authentically because of that when, you know, it's fine to decide what's for you and and what's for the public. It's necessary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that has to be like a conscious choice, right? I think the second that you make that choice um, and, and and obviously that's, that list of things that you do or do not share can always change and evolve. But like once you make that choice, I think it, that's the first step to making everything else easier is one, you knowing yourself, who you are and what you stand for Two, deciding what parts of yourself you are going to choose to share with the world. And then from that perspective, then you can go on and, um, and share it in an authentic way because you first made that decision and that peace within yourself um, and you've thought it through to the point of like, okay, this is good to go. I, now I have the green light and I can show up, not worry about it, and just do my thing. Obviously, there's like other issues that people have at that point. But I think there's a lot of people who try to start at the third step without doing the work of the, of the first two steps.
1: Yeah, for sure. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, especially like you've been an actor for – a long time, and then you took a break. And now, with all the after branding that you're doing,
0: like, mm-hmm. do
1: you ever have a hard time just with the reality? Sorry, my dog is like killing a, a stuffy toy. <laughs> okay. in the background. Okay. Do you ever have a hard time with the reality that we do have to like become brands and form our own brands? Like, I know this is the whole a big principle of like the business, but just as an artist and, and an actor yourself, like, does that ever feel weird to you? Or are you just like, this is the reality and and now you're figuring out how to move forward in a way that feels good for you? Because I feel conflicted even still mm. sometimes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a totally valid way to feel. Um I think for me, to be completely honest, I've gotten to a point where I don't feel I think kind of, kind of like I was saying, right? Like I really took a step back and assessed myself as if I were my own client. Um, I took my emotions out of it first. I created the plan, um, but that plan was entirely built around that inner work, and really deciding and taking the time. And, and trust me, that in- <laughs> involved many, many years of therapy. Yeah. Um, but I came from that point. And, and while I was doing all that self-work were many of those years that I wasn't actively marketing myself. And at that point, I wasn't you know back in the acting world. Um, so I was doing a lot of that inner work. So when I did decide to come back and really go for it, I – felt like i was coming from an authentic place and the plan that i created and the plan that i have ongoing for my personal acting branding is i don't know i don't really know how to ex- explain it, i guess for me my plan is there to support myself showing up serving my people um and shining my light in the best way that I can, if that makes sense. So to me, I never feel icky about it. Like I just don't feel icky because I know that, you know, some of the more strategic like marketing things that I have to do, I know why I'm doing them because I either want to help people, I want to reach people, I want to connect with someone in the industry in a real way. So even the more like strategy things never make me feel icky because I know that the – innate purpose behind why I'm doing it. So that I don't feel conflicted about anymore. Yeah. Um, I will say, hi, Caroline and Julie. We're basically doing, just so you guys know, we're doing basically like a like a private coaching session. So feel free to like hit <laughs> me with all of your best uh, questions and I will like give you personal coaching today. Um, it's amazing. So I don't feel icky about that, but I absolutely struggle Uh, I think at this point, with feeling like I have to show up on days when I am personally having a really hard day, Um, and especially this year that's come to light. I mean, I'm – and we've talked about this, Noel, like at parties and things back before COVID, where I'm like truly, deeply, innately an an introvert. So for me, I – you know, obviously like I'm a a very well-trained introvert and I love people, but – I – on my days when I'm having a hard day, like, I just want to be alone and not be on my phone and not talk to anyone. So on those days when I know, hey, like, I, I feel like I have a responsibility at certain points and on certain platforms to show up for people, Um, those are the days that are harder for me, I think, more than the day-to-day of the marketing. Does that – does that help at all? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, and that
1: makes sense. I think – The part that I struggle with, you know, I'm the same and it's so funny. I didn't even fully realize that I was truly an introvert deeply until during COVID when multiple friends were like, yeah, like you're an introvert. And I kept, I don't know, maybe not wanting to accept that. But I think the branding element, I mean, as an actor is having to say, these are my types. These are the types of roles and ways i want my agents to pitch me even if like for me often i don't feel like i fit into a certain category neatly and i don't want to feel restrained within categories um especially like around racial things and that's Mm. starting to change but like being multi-ethnic and just being at the place i'm at in my life and having worked through like an insanely chaotic childhood and this and that it's like i don't want to be I don't want to feel like I have to, I can only live within these lines, but there is a reality, especially at this point in my career. Those are the prototypes, archetypes. It makes the most sense for me to focus on to get to that next step. I think that's where I get the frustration of, Mm. or if um, I'm in an acting class and people are saying like, what are some roles that would be your dream roles from the past? And I'm saying things all across the board, all across race, gender, this and that. And Mm -hmm. people are looking at me like I'm insane. And I'm just thinking more essence and you know the things that are deep inside of you, but feeling like it has to be so easy to sell. Mm. Does
0: that make sense? Oh a hundred percent. Okay. So here's what I would suggest for you. I think one, don't reduce yourself, don't limit yourself, especially like just in person when you're being asked that question. In terms of that, like just identifying with types and like having those dream roles, like you dream as big as you fucking want to, Noelle. Like don't, just don't worry about it. From a strategic point in terms of like bookings and like what you want to train on, see if you can find the common threads of what you like about those dream roles and connect them back to what you know that like your day-to-day typecasts and auditions that you're getting right now is. That's what I do. Um That's so good. Yeah. Yes, Just fu- so figure good. out what it is that you're personally connecting with because like I I get that all the time where there's some amazing roles that happen to be written for men. Um yes. and I'm like, wow, I really like this is so a fascinating character and I really like, you know, what's going on here. And I know that, you know, that might not be a, a scene that I would normally practice in class or work on myself or I'm not going to be cast in the reboot of it, but I kind of break down what it is about that that I find interesting and and challenging, and I try to match that to another project that better suits my um, my typecast. In terms yeah. of marketing, though, here's my thing: I truly believe that you like your marketing and your personal brand does not have to like completely be a carbon copy of how your actor package is and your actor toolbox. And that's a big misconception that I see a lot of people um, uh, teaching about in a, in a way that I personally don't agree with. Um, okay. I think – you know, there's a reason, like I don't can like your headshots are one are, are more your actor tools than your marketing tools, right? Like right. like you know this, like like we don't really use we wouldn't use a headshot for like a press photo that you're gonna send to a magazine. Like they're very different, and right. that's for a reason. Um, so I think you shouldn't limit yourself in building your personal brand. I think your personal brand should absolutely be your essence. And for most of us, our our typecasts that we're auditioning for are linked in some way, shape, or form to who we truly are. Obviously, some are are larger and others are smaller. But I wouldn't create your personal brand and your presence on social media around those typecasts to a T if it isn't speaking to you, right? Because realistically – You want to build the following on social media for you, right? That's not for a character. It's for you because they're going to follow you no matter what you do. So I would try to shift your focus on that or just your perspective on that because I think it'll flow a lot better for you. You'll be happier with what you're creating online. Um, And ultimately, you're going to be attracting the right kinds of people who will follow you to the ends of the earth and be excited no matter what you end up booking down the line. Um, and casting directors also, like, like they're not stupid. I mean, I play a lot of victims, right? Um, But my presence on social media is strong. Like, I do not present myself as a victim in real life. No, not at all. But that doesn't, you know, affect the kinds of auditions I'm getting or the bookings. Um right. And I, I freaking die in everything, you know? So... <laughs> um so i would just yeah i would just kind of shift like make a separation there and build a bridge between the two sides of it instead of thinking like they have to be completely aligned a big thank you again to noel for showing up and uh being so cool about having her session shared here on the podcast Um, I love this conversation with her. She is so genuine and and asks some really important questions that I think are really valuable for every single one of us to check in with, whether you've been intentional about showing up online with authenticity for a long time or it's a new concept for you that you're looking to tackle right now. Um, We can all benefit from checking in with ourselves on these key questions. Um, analyzing whether we're being our true selves or if, we're, or if we're struggling with it, right? And I just would want to remind you, uh, we mentioned it a few times in the episode, but you have to start from step one to do this in the right way that's going to feel good to you, right? So you got to start with all that inner work, figuring out who you really are, right? And what rings true to you and and what parts of yourself you might have been hiding, Due to the preconceived notions about the industry, and that's hard work, and it takes time. Um, I mentioned in this session personally; it's it took me several years, and I'm constantly checking in with myself on what authenticity means to me. So don't be afraid to do that hard work. I promise you, it's worth it. Not only in how you'll be able to show up online with authenticity, but just how you'll be able to show up in your life with authenticity, which is ultimately what we all want, right? The more authentically we're showing up in our lives in general, the better we can be as actors, the better our craft will be, the better our online presence will be. It just trickles down into every part of who we are, what we do, and how we show up in the world. So I encourage you, I know it's scary And it's intimidating and feels weird, but I promise you, you won't regret it. So um, I'd love to know how you feel about this topic, where you are on your journey, if there's anything that has helped you. Um, or something that you wish you had done sooner, I'd love to hear about it over on Instagram at It's a Slate of Mind or on my personal account at Allison underscore Hazelden. I'd love to connect with you, cheer you on, um, because this is definitely a journey that is so worthwhile. And I'm so excited for all of you who are embarking on it very soon. So, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, and I will catch you on the next one. We just flew through another episode of the It's a Slate of Mind podcast. Consider that another check off your to do list today. Want more from the podcast? Get more tips and tricks, free resources, courses, and inspiration at alisonhazelden.com. You can also get connected with the It's a Slate of Mind community on social media at It's a Slate of Mind.